Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to take your business or your life to the next level. Today, my guest is Rachel Lavin. And let me tell you a little bit about Rachel. Rachel is a published author of the Donut Diaries. Can't wait to hear about that. Professional speaker and body love educator, certified personal trainer, and a certified health coach. She grew up in Northern California and has lived in Hawaii. Vancouver, Washington, Portland, Oregon, and New York City. Goodness, girl, you've just gone globetrotting. <laughs> mm-hmm. She currently lives in Greenville, South Carolina, one of my favorite places with her partner. In 2000, Rachel began her career as an ACE certified group fitness instructor, teaching a plethora of classes such as aqua aerobics boot camp, jazzercise, dance aerobics, stretch, and chair classes. Oh, I'm all about chair classes. In 2007, she was certified as an ACE personal trainer working at the big box gyms in New York City and became an independent trainer in 2012. Rachel wanted to take her passion for helping people to the next level and became an ACE certified health coach in 2018. And then COVID hit. <laughs> <laughs> Timing in life is everything. Mm-hmm. In 2020, she wrote her first book because she had time. <laughs> the Donut Diaries. About her struggles with her weight and restrictive diets, which lasted for over 30 years. As Rachel turned 40, the expression, I got sick and tired of being sick and tired at home and she decided to take her power back and heal from decades of negative thinking and self-sabotage let's hear more about rachel please join me in welcoming rachel as we talk about changing of mindset well rachel you have just such a great little story there but you know the thing about it is a lot of it is a common story. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So I always start with the easy question. Oh, thank like, you. Yes. <laughs> what part of the country do you live in? I've already, I just put that you lived all over the, the gosh darn US of A, but Greenville, <laughs> South Carolina, what took you to Greenville? Was there a reason? 
There was a reason. I fell in love with a native New Yorker. And so he has never lived anywhere but New York City. So when we decided after COVID that both of our jobs had disappeared and we were just thinking, let's just start somewhere fresh. We decided to take many a road trips in 2021 and checked out about eight different states. And it was either something that didn't feel right to me or him or both of us. And South Carolina was our last stop. We ended up in an area called Simpsonville and we looked around and we both were like, neither one of us are getting that negative feeling. We're kind of enjoying this. And I said, hold on, before we decide on this place, is there a Trader Joe's and a Whole Foods? Check, check. And next thing you knew, we were here. <laughs> <laughs> well, the interesting thing is, you know, and, and I live in Roswell, which is in Georgia, but my brother-in-law has a lake house at Lake Hartwell. So Greenville's only 30 minutes away from there, girl. I think girl, we, we could have a, a retreat. <laughs> I love that idea. Sign me up. I, would, I mean, we're not that far from each other. We should No, for sure. That's so yeah. good. All right. I kind of joked about 2020, giving you that opportunity between 2018 and 2020 to think about writing a book and actually write it. So tell me exactly, though, why did you write that book? Well, you were actually right. I mean, I did have the time that year. So that's when I took advantage of that. But I will take you back a little bit further. I actually had planned and thought and talked about and even started a couple of times a book throughout my career. But I realized that I always wanted to write about Rachel's wins. Every time I lost a significant amount of weight, I was like, oh, okay, here's the book. Here's the idea. Rachel lost all this weight and kept it off. And of course, when the weight would come back, the book idea was like, nope, not happening. So in 2020, it was like, okay, let's do this. Let's do this for real. But now I get it. Rachel has to write her whole story. And I don't know why I'm talking about myself in the third person. So we'll stop that. No, no it but sounds I, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I realized I had to write about my failures too. I had to write the whole story and, and it felt right at that time. So a, a secret that I give to people as I'm coaching them on speaking is that, is that your story isn't as important as my story. And, but your story is my story in most cases. I hear yeah. you. So most people aren't successful in their diet. Most people do yo-yo diet. Most people do have success, maybe even for a few years. And then it comes back, you know? So your story of failure is going to make me feel like, okay, I can read that because she's not perfect and, and I can resonate with what you say. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> and that's definitely the feedback that I've gotten from people who have read the books. And that was my whole goal was to make sure that people didn't feel alone anymore. So when you sat down and wrote this book, besides it probably being um, something that was helpful for you to just put it all down, but what did what was your goal? Who did you, as you were writing it, who did you think this is who I'm writing this for? This is 
this is what I hope that when that person gets to that last page, they'll feel. I definitely wrote it for all the women out in the world, because I know, like you've said a couple of times, my story is their story. I wanted them to walk away. And I say it a couple of times throughout my book that you are not alone, that you are never alone. You never were. And here we are together on this journey. So that's what I really did my best to put forth in the book. Awesome. And so you kind of alluded to this, but when did you start dieting? And so how many years have you been doing this? And and if it's like for me, since, you know, 65, I have a few years of dieting in there. (laughs) Just a few. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's be honest, all women, we, it's been our lifetime, right? From the first time we saw another woman on a magazine cover in you know we idolized another female it was it was her body it's what she looked like and of course in the 80s and 90s what was running rampant through those magazines was blah blah blah's diet plan and meal plans and it was just something we as women are inundated with we can't Mm -hmm. escape it and it becomes something that we have to consider every single day of our life. Mm-hmm. And and I want to make it clear though that when we talk about our journey of uh, and I don't even want to say dying of, of weight management, you know. Uh, it for me when I was really young, I my nickname and okay, so this is probably something that I shouldn't put out there because it's going to be out there forever but what the heck. My nickname by my brothers and sisters was Vic the stick because <laughs> I was thin as could be until high school and then everything changed. And um, so my weight was how can I eat enough so that they stop calling me Vic the stick. And, and then in high school, it was okay, well, now you got this. So Let's just do Jane Fonda and all these exercise things to keep it. And then, you know, you have babies and turn 40 and life changes again. So it mm-hmm. is this lifelong journey, right? Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. That was very well said. It is. I, and I think that that's what we don't grasp is that our bodies change over the course of our life. We, I mean, that's true for most of us. There are people who, and they say this all the time, I weigh the same as I did in high school. But there's, I mean, that's just a whole different body type than a lot of different women. So, you know, through childbirth and puberty and then menopause and all those things, our bodies change. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping to share that message of self-love to go through those life changes with you. And, and the whole theme is mindset. And I think that is so important. Uh, women are terrible about self-sabotage, about you know, loving their, their body. That, you know, I, don't, I have an anti-aging and wellness business because uh, there's so much of that. And it's like, uh, take all the mirrors out of my house <laughs> and let me not go shopping for bathing suits for the rest of my life or things like that. That's where mindset is. And it's like, you know what? Enjoy what God gave you and strut like you know you are the perfect image because you are you know 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, life is too short. We get this one life, we get one body. It is our job to take care of that body, but it's also our, we're missing out if we don't enjoy mm-hmm. our life, right? So the mindset is to love your body no matter what, but at the same time to take care of that body. Yeah, I and I, that's what I was um, also alluding to, you know, it is the wellness part of it. It's, it's, you know, when I turned 60, I had two, uh, two grandkids, one was just coming. And I thought, I do not want to be that grandma, that can't chase after those boys. I want to have my last 30, 40, maybe <laughs> years being that I can enjoy that I could go for walks. And, and, and so for me, weight management wasn't about looking like a 20 year old model weight management for me was being healthy and not doing things that would cause my organs to start to fail because of the what i was putting in my body wasn't good for them Mm -hmm. yeah well you look amazing oh thank you so we go on to what was the one thing you would have told your younger self I would tell my younger self that I love you because I didn't know how to accept or receive love because I didn't have love for myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that if I could have, and again, we're not talking regrets. It's not like, oh, I would love to do that over. It's just, I would have loved to believe in that and that, that I was loved not only by the people around me who told me and showed me, but myself, I mm-hmm. think that was, that was a long, a long lesson that I, I didn't learn for a while, but I did, I did, I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there. Awesome. See that you had that journey and I agree to really, truly know love of others. You really need to love yourself first. Mm, yes, for sure. So what is the message that you want to share about body love? I would love people to understand that it's never too late, but it does take work. It's not a light switch that you're going to flip on and say, oh, I love myself. I love my body in every size. And here we go. I'm going to present to the world. No, you have to do some work. You have to do some soul searching and some cleanup in there and, 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 but I will say how worth it it is. You know, mm-hmm. it might be it might be tough in the beginning to come to terms with some things, but you have to think about when did you start feeling this way about your body and what decisions have you made all through your life because you were punishing your body because you weren't happy with the way it looked or you felt like you had to keep it at a certain weight. And I think all of that stress has really worn on us. And I'm sure I'm not the only woman who turned 40 and said, you know what, forget this. I am tired of beating myself up and I just want to be happy. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say to your listeners. Take that chance, take that risk and really do that work. And you will be so happy of what comes after. Oh, nice. So you believe that anyone can achieve this body love, right? I know they can. Yeah. I know they can. Okay. So it is time now for the rapid fire questions. 
you became a certified health coach in 2018. What was it like to have this great goal? And then they say, but you um, can't work with people. <laughs> the gyms are closing. You know, I am very fortunate because I've had such special relationships with my clients that they, it wasn't even a, a conversation. It was like, okay, we're turning this thing into a virtual session. Awesome. And so it just really, I was very, very lucky, very fortunate that I was able to keep my business for the most part. I mean, some people just did not get on board with it. That's okay. But for the most part, my clients stuck by my side and I stuck by theirs. So it was great. And I think what I noticed, because I was out there looking for people to, I had my niece living with me. And so we were working out together. And uh, so I was seeking out people that were, you know, resonating with me online. So I, I would imagine you could grow your business too beyond those loyal clients. Yes. I've taken a step back from personal training though. I'm really focusing more on getting my message about my book out there and, you know, starting here in my community in Greenville. And then hopefully not, hopefully I have to keep telling myself that mindset. I'm going to be a global thing. One of these days. <laughs> awesome. So what you talk about three pillars, what are the three pillars and what, which one, did you find most challenging to achieve? Well, for the three pillars for me, and this could be different for other people, but it's nourishment, movement, and rest. Mm -hmm. And I found that's an interesting question. I've never had to really think about that. I think the hardest part for me is on one hand, the movement part, because I get so easily bored <laughs> and for instead of just kind of shifting into a different workout I I have stopped in the past and that's where things go awry for me because it's not just working out it's not just to change my physical body it's therapy yeah. and it helps me with all kinds of things so that is the one thing I've never really understood about myself why am I stopping the one thing that makes me feel good inside and out <laughs> But, you know, now that I'm settled in Greenville and I feel like I've got a little bit of momentum, I can get that back into my routine and, and not uh, feel like I don't have time or it's not, you know, it's not going to work out today. No, I figured out how to put it back in my schedule. When I read what they were, I thought, you know, at any time in your life, in your year, if we wanted to keep it in smaller panels, but so nourishment, what you put in your body, you, as you said, you, you think, okay, I'll have that. <laughs> Even though, you know, I should do, I should have this balanced diet. It's like, oh, just bring me that chocolate cake and ice cream or something. And so I, sometimes I think it's challenging what we put in our bodies, you know, eating healthy. And then I think the movement, I, I got a standing desk for my birthday in January because I know I sit here doing the various different businesses I have. I sit a lot 
and that's not good. So I got a standing desk and some days I stand all day long. <laughs> Just so mm -hmm. I have, just so this dang thing doesn't yell at me, move it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the third thing is sleep. And I, I especially know that menopausal women have a hard time. So, you know, my, uh, my things that I offer, um, talk about or deal with that because sleep is really vital for you to maintain your weight. Absolutely. Yes. I, yeah. You're right. So to me, I think it wasn't a fair question for you because I think at any given time, any one of those three pillars could be challenging. It just depends on where you are. That is true. And the final one was, I'd like for you to share some thoughts on what you call body neutrality. What did you mean by that? I am entering a space where this is not a new thing, body positivity, body neutrality, body love, whatever you'd like to call it, but we're still so behind in where we should be. Yeah. Body neutrality is a term that people are using and I'm fine to use it too. But for me, it's, just a buzzword it doesn't really mean anything other than you're trying to approach somebody with a bigger body with empathy and kindness and safety right mm. i think a lot of people come or don't come to professionals like myself in a bigger body because they don't want to talk about their weight their mm. weight loss isn't the important thing they want to feel healthy they want to move their body they want to be strong and unfortunately, in our society and in the fitness industry, if you come to a gym or a personal trainer in a bigger body, it's like, we assume well, weight loss, that's your number one goal, right? So body neutrality is a term that people are using industry for that purpose. Oh. Nice to know. <laughs> <laughs> Just love me like my, like, love them like they are. <laughs> Isn't there a song about that? All right. right. I'm going to share my screen so that you all can get the information to be able to connect with Rachel. All right. So the website is HTTPS, RachelLavinWellness.com. That's HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash R-A-C-H-E-L-L-A-V-I-N-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com. RachelLavinWellness.com. She's on Facebook at Rachel.Lavin. LinkedIn is Rachel Lavin Wellness. And Instagram is Rachel Lavin Wellness. I'm going to let her talk a little bit about what you can find when you go to RachelLavinWellness.com. Thank you, Vicki. When you go to my beautiful website, you'll find lots of donuts. <laughs> and you will find previous podcasts I've been on. You'll find my blog there. You'll find many links to my book on Amazon, and you'll also find what I do as far as products and services. So, and of course, most importantly, my contact information is there on, on mostly every page. And there's lots of places that you can reach out to me. I'm happy to have conversations. It doesn't even have to be 
I'm looking for a health coach or I'm looking, I mean, I just, I'd love to talk about this stuff. So if you just want to start a conversation with me, I'm always open to that. Awesome. And can you get your book on your website or just through Amazon? Just through Amazon at this time, but the link is there on my website for sure. Perfect to take you it there. Takes, so it takes you right there. Mm-hmm. And just as a reminder for everyone, that book is Donut Diaries, The Donut Diaries by Rachel Lavin. So be sure you check that out. All right. So it has been wonderful. You shared a lot of great insights, a lot of great tips. And um, I enjoyed hearing about all of the things that you're doing, I, I hope that people will consider going to your website. And, and I love that you just offered to have a conversation. To me, that's the first step in getting comfortable with the person that could help you. And once you meet this wonderful lady, you'll feel comfortable and you'll let her help you go on your journey to being the better you. Um, And uh, don't forget to check out her website to get to that link for the Donut Diaries, her book. All right. So as always, I tell everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.